0: Hello, and welcome to Black Marriage Therapy, BMT for short. Here, we become students of marriage in order to create healthy, long-lasting relationships. I'm your host, Junior Smith. In today's episode, we discuss how men can learn this skill of empathy. you've been enjoying the content please follow us on instagram at black marriage therapy rate us on your podcast platform and share your favorite episode with a friend now let's get into it all right welcome 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 this is a a man takeover all right and we're we're here joined with a special guest from our very own facebook group michael stark he's here in the building with us now we started conversing on a facebook group and i said hey you know what we could we could make an episode together and and here we are now so i'm super excited hopefully this is the the first of many so like i said we're going to talk about empathy and how men can grow in empathy but before we do all that go ahead and introduce yourself to the people let them get to know you a little bit about yourself and who you are
1: wow yeah so michael stark i live in north carolina i'm 36 years old I'm a police officer. I've been doing that for the past eight years. I've been married for 14 years. I have two kids and, you know, I'm just, you know, trying to every day get closer and closer to God and stay holy and do what I'm called to do. Also, I want to take this time too to, you know, thank God for you and, and your wife and your beautiful family. Thank y'all for following your calling and your purpose. I think this is, great especially nowadays for men to kind of have this conversation so i really appreciate it
0: thank you i appreciate that man and i appreciate you having this conversation with me because hopefully i want men to listen to this conversation and i want women to listen to it as well but i'm really excited for the possibility of some guy out there knowing he wants to improve himself not knowing how to do it listen to two genuine men speak about it and say okay well now i have my action steps so that's what I'm hoping right. will come out of this, this, this conversation. Okay, well, let's get right to it. The purpose of this episode is to, is to discuss growing empathy in a marriage, right? I think as a man, showing empathy is difficult. It's hard. Where We have to learn this skill to show empathy towards our our wives or towards our kids, okay? Even thinking outside the family, maybe to extended family or to the, mm-hmm. that coworker, okay? And so understanding other people's emotions, recognizing the other people's emotions and then being able to respond to it correctly is a bit of a challenge, I think, for myself, if I'm just speaking for myself. Can you speak a little bit about your growth in empathy, a little bit about your definition of empathy as well?
1: Yeah, so I think about the same way you think about it. You know, it's about it's more than just I listened to a podcast that you guys did. I've been listening to them all week at work, to be honest with you. But it was it was something that you said in one of them, or it's more than just, you know, putting yourself in somebody else's shoes is understanding the emotion behind it so once we get to that point of being able to understand the underlying emotion i think that you know empathy will come i don't want to say more naturally right but it'll come i think a little bit easier because when you can realize that you know you're dealing with more than just a surface level issue and you can dig deeper in yourself to say hey you know okay let me take a step back and say, how would I feel about this? Then it's, it's it's easier to kind of locate where that person is coming from. And then you can say, okay, I understand. So let's talk about it and deal with it this way.
0: Exactly. and And so, and I want to ask you this follow-up question because I like what you said. You ended with the word understand. And I feel like in order to show empathy, that's really what you're practicing. You're practicing understanding the other person more. And that means you have to kind of come out of yourself. You have to take yourself out of the equation and you're really focusing on on the other person and understanding the feeling that they're trying to express. But that's uncomfortable. That takes vulnerability. That takes, oh, my opinion is not what matters right now. I'm going to set aside myself to go and look at the other person and even try to understand why they would react that way. What's the benefit of doing that? Like, what's the benefit of, of, making yourself vulnerable, coming out of yourself. Because if I choose to say, Hey, you know what? That response was an incorrect response. According to me, this is how I would have responded. And I'm just going to stick with that. I'm not going to try to understand where you're coming from. That's what that's called a lack of empathy. What kind of damage does that do to a relationship?
1: Man, that can be, you know, that can do some long lasting damage because if there's no, feeling of understanding between two partners it's like well what what ground do we stand on from here
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know i i like to think that you know once we start a relationship we have goals that we may set and a lot of those goals are have to have, going to have to be shared goals because we're trying to build mm-hmm. something together so it, and in that like you said it takes being vulnerable because yeah. you're going to have to sacrifice um so talking about those things and going through those things you know, it kind of builds you up to the point where you can say, "Okay, well, you know, maybe I can pull back on this a little bit because it's making my partner stress out too much." Yeah. Or you know, I can push more on this because I know this is going to be beneficial to our growth. I want to say being tough, tough-minded, tough-headed, strong-headed, strong-minded, yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. To call it. Um, you know, it doesn't work because eventually there's going to be something you're going to have to work through together but you know if you're so strong-headed, strong-minded on an issue or on your stance on an issue, you're going to end up stonewalling
0: mm-hmm. and
1: not want to open up to adjust. And so that's not beneficial for growth at all in any kind of relationship, you know, whether it's a marriage, friendship, you know, parent and child, that's not going to benefit mm-hmm. growth. It's not going to produce growth. So, so growth have to
0: be growth comes from you adjusting, not from you staying pigheaded and saying this is what I believe and nothing's going to change me or influence me. Right, mm. you
1: have to adjust to grow.
0: You have to adjust to grow, but we were but we were taught not to adjust. We we're taught the opposite yeah. of that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. We're, we're taught. Yeah, we're taught like you know, and we're, it's so contradictory yeah Um, it's almost like when we're taught growing up it's like we're taught to be single in relationships but you can't have a single-minded mindset or a single person mindset in a relationship wow it won't work
0: okay okay you can't have a single person mindset in a relationship we dropping bars man okay okay see this is why i have here (laughs) so that single-minded man who's looking for a marriage should first try to practice having a different mindset having a teamwork mindset yes
1: okay another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save
0: for it that's where bank of america can help I want to go over empathy a little bit deeper now. And so I gave you the definition. It's the ability to recognize and respond correctly to other people's emotions, right? But the first step of empathy is being able to recognize an emotion in that person, being able to recognize an emotion in my wife, recognize what does fear look like in her? What does stress look like in her? what does she what does she behave like when she's stressed? What does she behave like when she is when she's tired or what does she behave like? when she's different and I need to be able to recognize, I need to be able to recognize these different feelings, what it looks like or what it sounds like in my wife, in my son, in my daughter, in my family. So my question to you is how can we get better at being able to understand the different reactions or different emotions from our partner? Because that's the first step, recognizing the emotion and then knowing how to respond to it correctly. Oh,
1: so think we start with communication right mm-hmm. so a lot of it from i don't want to seem stereotypical but a lot of female communication is going to be you know verbal yeah so we picked that up and that'll go play directly into our listening skills yes so are you really listening to come understand come on or are you it. listening just to respond yes right just to have a clap back so that comes into, you know, that comes into play like majorly in a major way, because that's going to give you all the all the cues that you need. So like I said, how do I know when she's stressed? You know, How do I know if she had a long day at work if she don't go home and say that I can look for now we have the visual cues right okay. now? We're, now we're listening with our eyes, so to speak. Right. I know that's kind of weird, but, you know, yeah, you have to listen with your eyes, you know. Because how are you not going to pick it up? So if she comes home from work and the first thing that she does is maybe, you know, lays down or sits on the couch, then I can I can probably pick up without her saying anything, oh, she had a long day hmm. or a stressful day or something, right? Okay, what can I do uh-huh. to take the stress off of her in this moment? Whether it's, you know, taking the kids. I remember it was an episode that you guys did and you said you, you can take the kids for a walk. You know, just to give your wife a break, right? Stuff like that, or I can cook dinner tonight. I got yeah. it. You sit down, relax. You know, yeah. Uh, anything. Yeah, so. I can the floor. I can wash the dishes. Or whatever. You, whatever needs to be done, if I can see that you've had a long, hard day, let me take the stress off of you, right? And so that opens up the relationship to flourish in many different ways. And it it opens up more channels of communication
0: because now it's like, I
1: know that you see me.
0: Yes. Yes. Everybody wants to be
1: seen. Right. So
0: yes, even, even men, let me say this. I know we're talking about men showing empathy to women. Even men want to feel seen. They want Mm -hmm. to feel like you get me. That's, that's a human longing. A human desire is that we feel seen and we feel connected. Are you actually listening? Are you paying attention? First step to show empathy is be curious and pay attention. Right? Recognize. How do you recognize with your eyes? You're looking at the the situation. You're looking at your wife's response. Oh wow, she's been short with me. And she's been short with the kids. Hmm. Well, oh, she's been snapping. Oh, she's been, she's got a lot on her plate. I can see. Look at her schedule. She's been ripping and running. You know what I mean? And so I think, like you said, the more you pay attention to your spouse, the more you'll be able to recognize the different emotions. Right, yeah. and then the more you pay attention to those different emotions, the more you'll know the right response. But you don't get That's one it. without the other. It's the right. same; man. it builds on top of each other. Oh, I don't know how to, I don't know how to pick the right response, so I'm not even gonna try. Hey, man, you gotta try first. You know, you may get the wrong you response. You gotta do something, yeah. right? Trial and error. Let me give you an example of the wrong response. So i <laughs> I know my wife. And I know this now, okay, when she has big emotions, raw emotions that she hasn't processed yet, she needs to go process it by herself. And so me inserting myself, hey, babe, what can I do? Talk to me. Come here. Sit down with me. That's a sign of disrespect to my wife. Did I know that when I married her? No. But I know now, hey, I need to let her go Go process this, right? When I recognize in her, oh, she's having a big emotion. I can see it. Oh, babe, do you need some time alone? Yes, babe. Okay, boom. I recognize the emotion and I respond the correct way, but that takes time. It
1: mm-hmm. comes
0: through time. And so I don't want anybody listening to be discouraged, like I don't know how to recognize certain emotions, or I don't know how to respond correctly. It takes, it takes effort on your behalf to keep trying, to keep paying attention, to keep listening with your with your with your eyes, like you said. Yes. Dropping bars in this uh episode. I appreciate that. And I have some more examples. So Another example of a reaction may be, hmm, my wife is going through something and she wants to process this with me, okay? But she may want to process it with you. She may want you to sit there and be quiet while she processes it out loud. <laughs> so <laughs> let me vent. Don't solve the problem, right? I, just, I need you to be a listening ear, right? Or sometimes she may say, Hey, I need you to tell me it's going to be better. I need you to affirm me. Let me know. It's going to be better. Right? Or here's my favorite one. And th- I've learned all of this over the years. My favorite one is feel what I feel. You come home. Yeah. She come home. Yo, this person, da-da-da-da-da, this and this and that. Can you believe that? You don't have to fake it now. I mean, if you have, if you're genuinely concerned, and usually my wife, she she is very based in reality. So if she feels upset, 9 out of 10, she's right. She's not like over-exaggerating. So, and so she's like, feel what I feel now. She'll continue until she sees the frustration that she has reflected in me. Right. right. So, until she sees <laughs> me get frustrated. She She doesn't want me to go down the street and slap somebody, but <laughs> I, I show some concern. I feel what she feels. She feels like she's human. She feels like she's not crazy. Right. She feels seen and heard. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I just listed a different, a lot of different reactions to a certain emotion, but it takes time to be able to recognize the emotion and it takes time to learn the correct response.
1: You have to extend yourself grace because it's not going to be, you know, you're not going to see it initially. It it takes time to grow. So, extend yourself grace and keep going. One foot in front of the other one day at a time.
0: Yeah. I like that. I like the fact that you said you won't see it right away. You may even feel silly. The first time, Mm Hey, the first time you get outside of yourself, okay, let me give you uh, an example. My wife says she's feeling overwhelmed, right? And you know why it's difficult to show empathy? Because I look at her schedule and that's not an overwhelming schedule to me. I'm sorry. You feel overwhelmed. I'm looking at your schedule. You shouldn't feel overwhelmed because to me, that's not being overwhelmed. That's what you're doing. I have twice as many meetings as you do, right? But empathy Mm -hmm. is not asking for you to validate if somebody's emotion is right or wrong. And it's not asking you to just agree with the person. It's asking you to try to understand their reaction to a certain situation. And so me looking at her schedule, I'm looking at her and I'm saying, hmm, I'm trying to understand her reaction to a situation. She says she's overwhelmed. I wouldn't be overwhelmed, but let me try to look at her. Hmm. She's being short, like we said. Okay. She has a lot on her plate. It is. I mean, she does have a lot of stuff going on on the schedule. She's being short and she's just, she looks exhausted. You know what? She's overwhelmed. And it doesn't matter what I think overwhelming looks like, she's overwhelmed. And so I'm, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to respond in a certain way. But the first time you do that, it's hard. It's difficult. It's strange even <laughs> to get outside yeah. of yourself. You want to stop at, you shouldn't be overwhelmed. If I can be honest, I want to stop at, let me see your schedule. Yeah, no, dismiss, right? And so it's hard to strike that balance between don't dismiss everything because that's not how you would react. And then there's also a balance of, don't just agree to everything. Like people make the mistake when it comes to empathy, right? If I listen to you, okay, and if I validate your emotion, that means I'm agreeing with you. That means now, now that I'm listening to you and I'm agreeing that you are overwhelmed, now I have to change my definition of what being overwhelmed looks like. and I have to change my definition of what hard work looks like. Now I have to make it look like yours. That's not true. We have to strike that balance between not just agreeing with the person, but at the same time, not trying to dismiss the person because we wouldn't respond in that way. Right. And it's, it's, it's difficult to strike that balance. Right. But I think the more we're paying, if we're really paying attention, the more we practice really paying attention, I think the easier it gets to strike that balance, right? Because we're really taking ourselves outside of ourselves. We're we're practicing more and more and more recognizing the emotion in the person, understanding why they would react like that, understand why they would react like that. That doesn't mean agree with the way they reacted. Understand their response to a situation, right? Understand it by looking around, look at the context clues, like you said, by listening with your eyes, right? And then being able to respond in that, in that correct way. But yeah, like you said, it's it's weird the first time you do it.
1: First time is strange because like you said, it's like you're, you're stepping out of yourself. You know, and so you have to step out of yourself to really truly understand, yeah, or try to understand where somebody else is coming from. You're not because... safe when you
0: step outside of yourself. You're not safe,
1: exactly. Yeah, because now you're vulnerable, right? <laughs> you're opening yourself up to something that you know could affect you long term. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it's
0: yeah, it's not easy. Yeah, yeah. But you know, it's worth it. It's worth it. Yeah, for sure. I think the first couple of times you do it, it feels wrong as a matter of fact. Let me go ahead and say that. The first couple of times you do it, it's like, I should never do this again. (laughs) But you know what? You you used the perfect word. You said you're opening yourself up, but you are. You are opening yourself Mm -hmm. up. But what you don't understand is you're opening yourself up to receive something good. It just feels wrong in the moment. And when I stonewall, it feels good in the moment, but it's wrong in the long term. Mm -hmm. It feels good now in the end. Won the battle, lost the war, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's the exact opposite with empathy. You open up, oh, I lost the battle. But what ends up happening is it's not about a battle. It's not about a war. After a while, your team, you're on the same field. Yep. Same field. Side by side. Side by side, side by side. Okay. So another question I have for you here is when it comes to showing empathy, we're trying to listen for the emotion, right? So your son, your daughter, your wife, whoever you're talking to, whoever you're trying to build empathy with, you're you're practicing that listening skill. Like you said, actively listening. You're not distracted. You're not trying to solve the problem. You're not trying to clap back. You're just listening to hear the emotion, right? To get the feeling and then you want to respond correctly. So my question to you is how do you know when you're not showing empathy to your wife, to your kids? What does that look like?
1: Mm-hmm. I think it can mostly. I know for me myself, it looks like stonewalling for me. Hmm. So, and this is just a term that I learned. Is it last year I think or twenty twenty one? I just learned about stonewalling. (laughs) Explain it to us. It's funny because it's like I wish I could remember how the counselor said it, but the way I would it would come about with me would be you know we could have a conversation about something about whatever the issue is and I just stay stuck in my place of this is what I think, this is what I want, and I'm not budging. Mm. You, know? you can even make some really good points, but if I'm stallwalling you, no, nah, I'm not hearing it. Yeah. I'm not hearing it, dog. So it's like, don't even talk to me <laughs> because this is what I want. So that's how it looked for me. Okay. And I think, you know, that, that can, that, what it does, it hinders the relationship whether between your wife or your kids, you know, because our kids, too, are experiencing all these emotions, especially as they get old, you know, and things change so quick for them. Yes. So you have to recognize in them, you know, okay, you're not the same, like, I have two daughters, right? So my nine-year-old is not the same as she was when she was seven, and my three-year-old is definitely not the same when she was one, right? So... She's a lot more assertive now. So I have to recognize and be able to see and listen and pick up on the cues of what they, they're putting down, right? And so I get stonewalled by family because I have to be open because they're watching me. The kids are watching me picking up my cues, right? My wife is also watching me picking up my cues. So I need to be able to be open to my family and show that empathy so that we can, you know, keep this thing moving.
0: Hmm, a man working as a team with his spouse, there's nothing you guys can't do. Raise yeah. your kids, start a business, whatever, have a great uh relationship. It there's nothing you can't accomplish, right? But you like you said, you have to be listening and paying attention. And you mentioned kids, and I I'm a girl dad as well, two girls. And I think it was difficult for me to show empathy to my first my first daughter, firstborn. Uh, first of all, it was a first experience, right? First time experience. As a matter of fact, I never, like, babysat or anything like that. Like, I had probably changed, like, one diaper before my daughter. Like, I was not prepared. I think one thing that helped me learn empathy towards my kids is research, education, um, and understanding their development. Right, We talked about empathy as understanding more about the other person. My wife and I got this tool that showed like all the developmental stages in a kid's life and um the particular stage she was at, she was experiencing big emotions. She was learning big emotions at two years old, and they're they're gonna have a lot of fights because they have these big emotions and so now I'm prepared because I educated myself. It was a lot Mm -hmm. easier to show empathy towards her. So anybody who's struggling with showing empathy to your to your kids or take this back to any relationship, I think gaining an education, gaining a better understanding will help you show empathy to them to that person. So I do want to talk about work real quick because I feel like it it impacts everything. You know, even as a man, I think, you know, just being able to provide and work is so important to me. At the same time, my work really impacts. What I do at home, how I behave, how I show up to my family. So how do external stresses like your job, maybe even the kids, right? Like We were talking about the kids before, finances and stuff like that. How does that impact you? You mentioned you're a police officer and that's like totally different. I mean, yes and no. You know what? I won't even speak on it. I won't even speak on it. I'll let you speak about it. How does work and stuff like that impact how you you present and even your levels of empathy to your family?
1: So, yeah, so for me is it can be crazy because you know my job we go from you know house to house a lot of times dealing with people and their emotions and what they're going through trying to solve their problems um in a way that they can you know take something from it and maybe not have the same issue in the future mm-hmm. so when you're dealing with that like all oh, and not only just like you know small calls, like domestic calls, but we have like the huge mental health calls where, you know, somebody wants to climb up a cell tower and shut down the city block for six hours. Right. So we deal with that stuff, you know, people who are suicidal, you know, and so you're dealing with all this stuff and it's, it's hard to not internalize because Mm -hmm. we're all people. Yes. Right. And we experience the exact same emotions that they are at any given point in time. So for me, coming home after dealing with all that stuff, I I really have to, I think for me, it's like the process of taking a uniform off. As I'm taking my uniform off, I'm taking off the day. right? Right. So I take off my shirt. You know, there goes that first call for service. I take off my vest. There goes that second call for service. Take off my pants, you know, my boots, everything like that. And so I have to look at that as almost a ritual to kind of get into okay i'm not at work anymore right now i'm home and this although home is work you know it's a different kind of work and this is the work that's not saying that my work work is not important but this is the work that's more important because you know i can't bring the outside into the inside Mm. they taught us in training you know um leave work at work and leave home at home when you come to work You know, Mm. you have to be able to separate. Um, And it's hard, you know, it's hard because this stuff, a lot of the stuff that, again, speaking for myself, because I'm a police officer, a lot of the stuff that I deal with, it it, is heavy. It's very heavy. And, you know, so it takes almost a level of, you have to know who you are internally. You know, you have to have that inner compass. Like, I, I pray every day. I'm in the word every day, you know, have to have it because that leads me just right down that straight and narrow path. And so I know my baseline and I know what I'm getting off my baseline and I know what to do to get back on my baseline.
0: Wow.
1: So yeah, it's tough, man. But being able to, you know, just take the layers off and then step into my new layer when I'm home, that's... That shows up big for me. That's wow. how
0: I get through. Hey, man, that's that's amazing. That's amazing and yeah. it's relatable. I love the fact that you said you have to have your identity. That's the source of you being able to do this because you have a baseline. You know how you want to present yourself. You know how you want to be. And I think that's, that's the first thing a man or a person has to do when they want to grow. They say, hey, I know the man I want to be. Right. I know the police officer I want to be. So when I'm not behaving that way, I can alter myself. I know the husband I want to be. I know the father I want to be. So when I come home and I'm yelling at the kids, I know I'm off. I'm off base. Yep. I'm off off base. I'm way off (laughs) base. Wait, I don't want to be yelling. My my dad did that. I I told myself I'll be better. But because you've made a decision, a choice, you've set boundaries, even for yourself. Right? You have... Begin to call your own fouls. Oh, man, you know what, babe? I apologize. I shouldn't have reacted that way. Why? Because you know who you want to be. You've already made that decision. No one had to tell you, be a good dad or, hey, be a respectable husband. You've already made that choice for yourself. And because you have that choice, you have that standard for yourself, you're able to present in the way that you want to. Do we get off base sometimes? Of course, we're human, like you said. But because we still have that standard for ourselves, we can come back on track. I think deep down inside, we probably know it's not the best idea to bottle everything up. It's not the best idea to stonewall somebody and not listen to what they have to say. It's not the best idea to remain to ourselves. But for me, it was the safest choice. It was the safest choice. It's easier. It's It's the safest choice. It's easier. And guess what? If I do it long enough, maybe my wife will just get in line. I think the change for me happened with the impact I was having on my wife and the impact Mm -hmm. that I already knew was going on within myself. My big turning point was already feeling something there in my heart, like, you know, that I wasn't being fully authentic or fully myself in a relationship. And then also the impact it was having on my wife. She is a person who speaks her mind. And so she would let me know what I was doing. She wouldn't let me get away with it. Um, and I think marriage does that it kind of brings a mirror in front of your face and yeah. the, the imprint that you leave on your wife, or on your kids, that's you. And you have to come yeah. into, you have to come into, uh, you have to face that. You have Definitely. to face that. What was your, um, your changing point? What made you make the decision to learn these skills of teamwork and empathy and things like that? So I
1: think what well, I know for, you know for sure I've always wanted desired marriage right and so I I saw growing up you know I saw my mom like I said she's a single mom so and I saw her kind of bounce you know honestly between relationships and stuff like that and I just knew that's not what I wanted Mm -hmm. Uh, so I kind of got to the point where and then my dad he ended up remarrying Uh, they'll be celebrating 30 years in 2025 So he ended up remarrying, and I saw his relationship with my stepmom, and in the beginning, it wasn't great, right? (laughs) So it's like I'm seeing my mom and her singleness and what she's doing. I know I don't want to do that. I'm seeing my dad and his new marriage and what's going on with that, and I know I don't want to do that either. Mm. So I kind of had to take into account, like, okay, well, what is it about? You know, what do I think marriage is or what it should be? And how can I tailor myself to kind of get prepared for it? And yeah. I, I'll be honest with you, you know, going into it, uh, we got married, my wife and I got married in 2009. Okay. So going into it, man, I still had no clue. You know, I was still, still fumbling in the dark trying to find the light switch and just couldn't do it. <laughs> so, but and there was a lot. There was a lot of learning through the process, you know, and trying to figure out what works and what doesn't, and things like that. But you know, I think for me, it was when we decided to get married. It was like, okay, I understand. You know, she has a a background, a history, of where she comes from, and what she's been through. So knowing that, I had to say, okay let me try to understand, even though I know for me, you know, it was completely different. You know, my background, my history is completely different, you know? Mm. So I'm like, well, how can I understand where she's coming from on certain issues? If I don't know, you know, if I don't try to understand her. And so that was, that's been, um, I don't want to say a struggle,
0: <laughs> Yeah, it's not well, yeah.
1: Struggle. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's been a learning point for like the whole time we've been married and it's just, always trying to learn something new every day. Mm. I honestly just started reading books about relationships like last year. I think this should have happened like a long time ago. <laughs> For real. I just started reading books about relationships last year, you know, so trying to take tips and stuff, you know, from the books that I'm reading and from other people's podcasts like this, you know, and just trying to learn so I can really understand um empathy. And the role that it plays in a marriage, because it's huge. It plays a huge role
0: yes. in the marriage.
1: Because you have to, like you said, you have to be vulnerable. You have to adjust so that we can grow.
0: Yeah, no, you're right, man. You know, I appreciate you sharing, sharing your backstory. It seems like you had already made up your mind like to do things differently. You were willing, um, you know, when you got married, you said, okay, I need to learn and understand my wife. And then you did the research. Like you went yeah. out and found research and found information so you can um, educate yourself so so we're talking about learning so talk to us all right talk to that young man who's saying to themselves or they don't have to be young all right i take that back talk to that gentleman who's saying i want to be empathetic i want to have a a great family with a with loving kids and a, a wife that loves me and i love her and she feels safe with me but i just don't believe i can do it i just I just don't know how, like, I can't even dream that far because I look at myself and I'm inadequate. I have a lot of fear. I have a lot of insecurity. Or I just don't feel like I can accomplish that, what you guys are talking about here. What what tips can you give that that person to help them on their way?
1: But first, I think it starts with just that, just being honest with yourself. You know, if you know where you are, you can locate yourself where you are in this moment or in whatever season you're in in your life. As long as you're honest about it, you know, and you know what you want to have in the future, then you, you can start setting, you know, rope or or stepping stones for yourself to get to where you want to be. I think also, you know, having resources available to you, whether, whether they're books. I have, I started reading books, like I said, last year and I've just been going on the hair. So <laughs> I don't want to plug anybody, but I've had like. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Awesome- his name is Willard Harley. I have maybe four or five books of his. Mm. His books are amazing. I'm telling you. He talks a lot about, you know, stuff like this, like empathy and relationships. I and mean, it's also, uh, were his based on faith? I don't, I can't remember if his was based, in, based on faith or not, but I think they were. And so it talks a lot about that, you know. And so all of these things, books, podcasts, podcasts. Even people that, you know, like people that you can go to and sit down and say, "Okay, in that particular season of your life, how did you guys get through it? I think those types of relationships with people who are married and have been married for several years and have experienced this experienced the ups and downs of marriage, you know, their tips and tricks to success are, I think, would be great because you're getting it from a person that, you know, yes, you know even though the books and the podcasts are, you know, they're great. I think, you know, having that firsthand experience with somebody that you know, is it hits, it hits home more because you know them. Right. It's like, I know you're not just blowing smoke. Yeah. Cause I remember y'all were going through that. And I remember when y'all came out of that so I can learn what you did in the meantime, in between time to get to where you are now. So, Mm. Yeah, there's okay. a lot of resources out here um, for young men or, you know, a little bit of older guys, <laughs> you know, that's kind of trying to settle down, you know, in the, in the last years or whatever. But yeah, there's a lot of resources that's on hand and available, easy to access. Like I told my, I have a niece, she's 17. Like I told her, you know, it's 2023. There's no reason for nobody to know any of this stuff anymore. Because <laughs> it's everywhere. It's
0: everywhere. So, Yes. You could definitely educate yourself. Yes, 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 yes. I agree with that. Okay, man. Awesome. Well, listen, this has been an amazing conversation. I was kind of all the gems you dropped, but then you just kept dropping them too fast. So, I mean, it's full of gems from you, bro. I appreciate I'm going to remember listening with your eyes. I'm going to say that as well. Yes. Just know, if you hear me say it. You know, I'll give you credit too. I'm like, Michael Stark told me to listen with my eyes. <laughs> but but no, amazing conversation. I appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time to be with us from our own Facebook group. Hopefully, like I said, yes. this is one of many. If this encourages anybody listening from the group to join us, listen, join us, man. This all started from a conversation that we had in the Facebook group. And if you're not a part of the Facebook group, you should join today. All right, folks, I end. will say real
1: quick, I will say because this almost didn't happen <laughs> because you did send me a message and I didn't see it from my phone. So I was like, what did you talk about? I sent me a message. So I had to pull it up on my laptop and go to like actual Facebook and see oh. that you sent me a message. So this almost didn't happen.
0: What? I'm grateful that
1: it did, though. I'm grateful that it did. You know?
0: Yes, man, man. I didn't want to do it by myself. I did not I was going to do it by myself and trust me it wasn't going to be a, it wasn't going to be half as good as this episode was cuz it wouldn't have you in it. So, thank you. No. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for listening uh to this episode. Um and remember all the information we talked about will be in the show notes for you guys to go through, all right? All right, guys. Talk to you guys later. Peace.